On Monday morning, news broke uh, out of the Vatican uh, that Bishop Andrew Cousins has been made, uh, will be made the Bishop of the Diocese of Crookston on, on December 6th. And that's, uh, that's an amazing uh, gift for the Diocese of Crookston. But it's a great loss for us here in the Archdiocese of St. Paul. Uh, bishop Cousins has been an auxiliary bishop here since 2013 and has really helped, I believe, uh, bring some, some much-needed healing, uh, so some leadership, especially when it comes to, to Catholic schools uh, in the Archdiocese, and just so, so a great, uh, not only bishop, but a great priest uh, for the Archdiocese uh, as well. But the Diocese of Crookston is, is very fortunate uh, to, to get him. You know, with Bishop Cousins, I've actually, I not only know him as a bishop, I, I know him as well uh, as, as a priest, because when I was in the seminary, uh, he was Father Cousins, uh, and, uh, and we were able to, to take many of his classes. Actually, one semester, uh, we had uh, Father Cousins on Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesdays, there's no class. It's just pastoral formation, but he was in charge of that as well that year. So we had him on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and then Friday morning. And then just to make it extra special, we had a two-and-a-half-hour class on Friday afternoon with Father Cousins as well. We called that Cousins Overload, by, by the way. Uh, but he, he's, he's an amazing, amazing professor uh, as, as well. But one of the joys you, you receive in the seminary, one of the great gifts you receive in the seminary as well, is you get to know priests uh, on, on a personal level, uh, on a human level, both at St. John Vianney College Seminary and at St. Paul Seminary. You eat meals with them, uh, you, you, you do leisure with them, you even do foolish activities with them uh, as, as well. Remember one time Father Cousins went with a, a floor outing where a bunch of 20-year-old men went sledding. I know that this sounds silly, right? But it was cool. It was like the nice tubes over in Lake Elmo. And sure enough, we're on there on a Friday night, and we're, we're tubing up and down. We go up that ski hill, uh, essentially a ski hill. And all of a sudden, I hear Father Cousins go, let's all join up together and go down as a group. And there's a big sign there that says, no going as a group. And so I'm thinking, Father Cousins or the rules? Father Cousins or the I, we chose Father Cousins. So we all uh, went down, and sure enough, Father Cousins is, well, Bishop Cousins is a little bit of, of a daredevil. And needless to say, no one got injured too bad uh, that, that night. But I bring this up because, once again, it shows that, that priests and bishops, well, that, that we, uh, we are human. Uh, and we have, you know, hopefully some strengths, but we also have uh, some weaknesses. Sometimes that weakness is being foolish, I, I guess, for uh, for Bishop Cousins. But we hear in our second reading today, we continue to read for, from Hebrews, this beautiful passage where it states, every high priest is taken from among men and made their representatives before God to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. He is able to deal patiently with the ignorant and erring for he himself is beset by weakness. And so for this reason, must make sin offerings for himself as well as for the people. Priests, bishops, are humans. We are humans. 
and we are beset by weakness as well. But because of that, I believe that we're able to see, hopefully be uh, more patient uh, in dealing with those who are ignorant, with those who are erring, because we ourselves, as priests and bishops as well, we could say, are ignorant and are erring. Now, this does not mean that we should make any sort of, sort of excuse for any action by, by a priest or a bishop or a cardinal or even the pope that would be sinful. We can think, of course, recently of the, the priestly sexual abuse, the scandal, and how, travest, how, much, how much travesty that has brought, how much harm it has brought, and how much distrust it has brought between well, the faithful and the church. And there's no excuse for that. We also know uh, that, that priests and bishops and cardinals and popes as well are weak. Once again, does not excuse those sort of actions. I want to make that, that clear. But that we too as priests, well, we sin. We make mistakes. We fall short. And because of that, we too need Christ. We too need the Eucharist. We too as priests need to go to the Lord and say, well, same thing I sang last week, Lord, I need you. Because we're not perfect. Praise God. God is perfect. And it's God who calls priests out of their weakness, hopefully, to offer up these sacrifices. But it's God who chose, chooses, chooses uh, those who are, who are weak sometimes as well, those who are erring sometimes, to serve in this ministry of the priesthood. We go back to Jesus, you know, as well. Who did he choose for the apostles? He didn't choose the Pharisees. He didn't choose the scribes. He didn't choose the, the priest. He chose fishermen. He chose sinners. He chose those who are, who are weak. But he is the one who, who raised them up. And because of that, they were able to be hopefully patient and kind and gentle with those who are erring. Hebrew, letter Hebrews goes on. No one takes his honor upon himself, but only when called by God, just as Aaron was in the same way. It was not Christ who glorified himself in becoming high priest, but rather the one who said to him, you are my son, this day I have begotten you. And I truly believe that uh, the Lord is calling more parishioners here from St. John the Baptist to serve uh, as, as priest, to serve as, as religious uh, to serve as, as deacons. What we must do, though, is be open to that, that call and to encourage people to listen to, to that call from uh, the Lord. Of course, every single week we, we pray for our uh, vocations from this archdiocese, but hopefully praying for more vocations from, from this parish uh, as, as well. And so for parents and grandparents and uncles and aunts and teachers, and priest as well, uh, to, to encourage those who are maybe in this time of discernment or not quite there yet, to at least be open uh, to the call uh, to, to the priest or religious life and diaconate, and not just to, to brush it aside. 
Because God truly is calling even those who may seem from the outside to be weak, not to be perfect. And we know that God uh, can transform anyone. And we know that even then, priests and bishops and, and, uh, and cardinals and popes, well, we're not, we're not perfect. But rather, we are weak. But because of that, we too are able to experience God's grace uh, and, and his love. You know, one of the most profound experiences every day for me, well, let me rephrase that. The most profound experience every day for me is offering the sacrifice uh, of the Mass. I was actually talking to Carrie about this a couple weeks ago, and I said, you know, during the Mass, when I <clears throat> am able to raise up uh, the host and, and the chalice, or if Deacon Gary's with me, uh, he raises up the chalice, and so he gets to see this view as well. And I'm able to sing or say, through him, with him, in him. It's an amazing vision that I have, an amazing sight that I have, because here's the host right here. And I'm kind of looking at my God spot, and I'm looking at the host up here, but right below me is you. And so it's almost like transcending heaven. That's a unique experience as a priest, because I'm acting in the person of Christ, offering up this sacrifice, but Christ is in my hand, and I can see God right in front of me I'm able to see you as well. And every time that I, I see this, every, every Mass, it just edifies me so, so much and humbles me completely uh, as, as well. But at the same time, I'm looking at the host and I'm saying, Lord, I need you. I want you. I desire you. And then acting as the priest, as the pastor, Lord, they need you. They want you. They desire you. Even yesterday and the day before, for our, our marriages we had this weekend, as I hold up the host and say, Behold the Lamb of God, I'm staring at the host. But right past the host, in a blurred vision, I was able to see the, the newly married couple, kind of out of focus, you could say. That's the role of a priest to offer up this sacrifice for you and for himself as well. Without the priesthood, there's no Eucharist. Without the Eucharist, there is no priesthood. And so today, let us continue to pray for more priests to serve uh, for, for this archdiocese. And hopefully that we as a parish may be open uh, to that call to serve weak as we are.